Two things before we kick off. I have to apologize to Ricky before you get into this conversation that we have, which is so good. He's still the guy that I knew 18 years ago because I haven't spoken to him since then. And so the image and the personality I have in mind is still the guy down at the Debbie, which was the bar that we used to go to pretty much every night. And so I walked into this conversation really wondering what he was gonna be talking about and really how much insight would I really get. And in fact, he really made me sit and think and challenged me and challenged my view of him. But also the second thing is if you are at all triggered by abuse in the home or mentions of suicide, please do Take a moment to think about whether you do want to listen to this. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, I'm all ears. Just keep it kind. All right, give me your name, sexual preference, relationship status. My name's Ricky, heterosexual geezer, and I am engaged. Nice. I love that, heterosexual geezer. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. All right, so Ricky, we knew each other. God, it felt like so long ago, more than 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Which to me is insane because that's a long time. That's like lifetimes. It's a long time. It, it, it doesn't seem like 15 years, but yeah, when you look back on it, you think, oh, shit. Yeah, and we've got wrinkles now and, like, maybe some grey hairs going on and... Plenty of them coming through. Yeah. Other places I'm going to talk about. (laughs) Whole lives have have happened. Um, As you know, I had Egg on as well. She was my very first uh, conversation and that was really interesting. Like, again, whole lives. Whole lives have happened in between our PGL days uh, up to this point. As yeah. I stare down the barrel of 40 and you are already there. I'm 40, I'm 44 this year. In, what were you now? May, June, July, four, four months. 44 and four months. And you're engaged. I'm engaged, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. this the first time being, because we haven't actually, we really haven't spoken. Is this the first time you've been engaged? Uh, on a long term, yes. Once very, very, very briefly. Um, but on a long term, yeah, we've been engaged for oh, eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Come up to nine years. We've just never had the money mm. to get married. That's the that's the thing. Oh, okay. It's, so it's, it's literally it's, that. It's it's, it's fine. It's expensive. But the thing is, we've lived together since the first year after we were together. So we we're together for a year. Uh, we then moved in somewhere. I, I was having a lot of problems back home with family. I had a chance to move away mm. up to North London, Northwest London. So I took it and we moved in. And uh, well, we've been together now. We're 13 years next month. Mm. We've been together. Wow. Uh, engaged for that for eight. We got engaged because my missus, I found out my missus was pregnant. Okay. So I had, this, I had this whole thing planned where I was going to propose. It was like on my birthday, then it was going to be on Christmas Day, and I had all these plans, and then she came in with the stick and went, I'm pregnant, and I ran and got the 
in front of I was playing Xbox at the time. So I just ran in. I just went, oh, well, well, here you go, here you go. And it was the most unromantic proposal you've ever seen in your entire life. Yeah. But it was like, it's the dumb thing. I've got to do it. It's the dumb thing. What, it's as in, like, thing. because she's pregnant, you can't can't have a child out of wedlock? No, it wasn't that. It was more, I was, we were going to anyway, but it mm. sort of rushed the process. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. It was like, all right, okay, if I do it now, then, you know, things, it won't, it, it was sort of, I don't, know, I don't know, I think from the outside, it looks better, mm. but not really, it didn't change anything, if you know what I mean, it's just a nice shiny ring with a, but I, I bought the ring for three months previously, so it was already, it was already a thing, it was already a thing, yeah, I was just planning the date to do it, and I was going to do it on my birthday, and I was going to do it on Christmas day, and then, yeah. Yeah. I say obviously having a kid out of wedlock, but you didn't actually get married anyway. So No, so no, no, we we, we have a bastard child, simple as. We have a John Snow. <laughs> and I sadly only lightly get that Game of Thrones reference. Should it be a Game of Thrones reference? Yes, yeah, it's a Game of Thrones reference, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm like one of only one that hasn't ever seen Game of Thrones. Oh uh, anyone that listens is what's Game of Thrones or no, yeah. Well, I have a I have a John Snow. Okay. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> me to fuck all to me. <laughs> all right. So yeah, you've been engaged for eight eight years. And you say yeah. like that that doesn't change anything. It never changed anything. Do you think that actually getting married would change anything? No. You Honestly, reckon? no. We, we we've spoken about it and we're practically married anyway. Mm. You know, we are we're in, you know, we just haven't got the bit of paper that says, and um, I haven't, you know, because I, I was going to go against tradition and take my missus's surname because I've got a lot yeah. of family problems. Mm. And I basically have been disowned by my family, full stop. Mm. So the whole changing my name, seemed, changing to my name seemed pointless. So I was going to go the other way around, go against tradition, mm. change it the other way around. That was the only change, really. That was that was going to happen. We we felt that it's it's a bit of paper. Yeah. It just says you're married. It's an expensive day. It's a big party. Everyone gets drunk. There's probably a fight between two cousins or two uncles or something. Or be aunt will kick off. And well, it's if they turn up. We're we're, we're practically married anyway. You know, yeah. we we we've lived together for the past twelve years. Mm. You know, we have a child. Um. We do everything that a married couple does. Yeah. We, we we bicker, we argue, we don't, we have fun, we laugh. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, you know, a lot a lot of people, I think there's a big, people get married and then feel this pressure. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, I'm married now, oh, I've got to behave in a certain way. And it's like, well, I've I've behaved how I am throughout these 13 years I've never I've never looked at another woman I've never cheated I've never done mm. anything like that it's probably the only time in my life I haven't done that to be fair okay um, uh, yes you know <laughs> oh, yes I know it's not going for that one um but it's you know it, it, I think people put too much pressure on it too much pressure on I need to get married I have to get married mm. we've been engaged we have to get married you know and it was only like I think we were watching a program a couple of months ago about this this couple. They were 
80 something, 88 and 86. Mm. And they've been engaged since they were 19. Wow. And it was only until he's like, you know, he I think he, he, he had cancer or dementia or something. And he basically went, before I lose it, let's get, just get married. Mm. And they did. But they were happy. They were happy for those 60, 70, whatever years that they were engaged for. They had yeah. a happy life. They had, I think, six children. They were happy. And that's that's what I mean. We're happy. We're not we're not rushing to go, oh, I have to get married. Have we have to get married? You know, we have to do it. We have to have this certificate. It's a bit of paper. Mm. Yeah. And no, that is that is true. And it's interesting though, you say about taking your other half's name, because it's not something that a lot of men do. When you've expressed this to people, assuming that you have. Have you ever come up against any oh, yeah, you know, opposition yeah. or I want the word that comes to mind is cruelty, but I don't mean in, in that way, but being derogatory towards your you and your decision? Oh yeah, I've been told by mainly men mm. to man up. Man up, you big wimp, what are you doing, you big girl blouse, why are you taking a woman's name for blah blah. Mm. Females, completely opposite. I think it's great. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. When you explain them the situation yeah. of like, I have no contact with my parents. I have no real contact with siblings bar one one, one brother and sister that I see now and again, but I've got a sister that I see regularly. Mm. My other brother I don't have any contact with. So I'm sort of black sheeped. Yeah. And it seems pointless to then say to my missus, what, well, you have to take my family name. Yeah. Because what is she coming into? She's not coming into anything. Whereas I've been accepted by her side of the family. Mm. So why would I want to, you know, and it's sort of that, that's the whole name thing. It's the whole bringing your family and it's bringing the person into the family. I don't see the point personally. Um, and I don't see any reason why. I mean, my, my daughter's not even got my name. Mm. When she was born, my daughter, she was born with a brain condition. She's got multiple complex disabilities. Mm. She had my name at birth. And then my family were so unsupportive when she was mm. born. And I was thinking about the future. But if anything happens to me, anything happens to my missus, her having my surname would give my family more of a priority of her. Mm. So I changed it. I depolled her name mm. and I gave my daughter that surname to my missus and uh, said, right, she's now takes your name. Mm. She, her family have more right if anything happens yeah. to her in the future. And and that that's and, and that's that's just me forward forward thinking, you know, that's mm. just me, you know, me getting things right for my family, people that I that I love and cherish. Mm. And and that's and uh, and that's you know that's that's just the way that's uh, the way it's all turned out. But I mean, to be fair, like it's not made any diff any bad impact on our on my relationship or not yeah. on our relationship. And and in fact, it's probably made it a little bit stronger. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I asked this question in the last couple of days, actually putting it out about friends and family driving decisions in a relationship and and that kind of thing i think in this way has 
the influence or the experience that you've had with your family influenced how you operate and set up your family with your with your fiance with your daughter oh yeah yeah completely i mean like my my you know i didn't have my biological father nothing he, i see him what it was on and off throughout my life until he passed away when i was 29 mm. but even then it was you know it was like yeah you're my dad. Mm. You're dead. Okay. Family, I was pressured into doing things, which at that time I wasn't with my missus. It was a year before mm. I met my missus. So I was drinking heavily then. Mm. And I was sort of pressured into funeral, carrying the coffin, you know, doing all these speeches and acting like the grieving son when mm. deep down inside. I mean, I know... I know, I know now going through, I went through two years of therapy because I had a breakdown in 2019. Yeah. So I know sort of going through therapy, I know the reason how I am the way I am now. It yeah. makes more sense. Mm. Um, but I couldn't, I don't, I have a an emotional thing where mm. I'm, because of my upbringing, I'm void of emotions. Mm. Like funerals, I don't cry. Weddings, I don't cry. You know, sad films. I think only one that I've had a tear, and that was a Green Mile. Um, yeah, just one film. Um, you know, and and for for that, it was growing up in with you know without a dad as a role model. Mm. My stepdad wasn't really a role model; mm. he was more of a bully. My mum, uh, a complete control freak, yeah. so she she had majority of you know when she would meet someone that I was seeing when I was younger it would always be negativity to them about me more mm. than you know people normally praise the kids up whether it be the other way around yeah um so yeah like growing growing up that that sort of uh um like emotional status of being with someone and and doing i would say like i don't like the word normal because i don't believe in it but yeah. the usual things you do as a as a, as a couple if you i didn't know what to do yeah i had no, i had no idea i had no idea how to start a relationship or you know i've only had my longest relationship before this one was 18 months okay and i think i was happy in three of them three months out of that 18 months okay right yeah and that was it I mean, one fucking high five on therapy because it's it's hard to go to therapy, but I feel like it's even harder for a guy to go to therapy and say that they went yeah. to therapy, yeah. um, which I think is incredibly sad, but it's the world we live in and we can make that change. So, of course, how you grew up, it like had a, a tremendous influence on, on the relationships you were having, especially if your mum... You're walking into a room with girlfriends and your mum's actually almost like dominating behavior yeah. right because to belittle yeah. you so she's like i'm i'm the power in the room yeah which oh been I, i've experienced that in different ways and and that the way that feels is is absolutely not nice did you walk into this relationship you have now with those same things going on 
how was it different or did it did that happen over time you had to change your behaviors I I, I walked into it exactly the same so the, the first year that we were together mm. was horrendous mm. I didn't know what to do and because I didn't know what to do looking back on it I see myself as quite clingy mm. and I was very I wanted to rush everything Okay. I want everything to be right. We'd both come out of of quite crap relationships previously, both of us. Mm. Uh, she's my my missus had more long term relationships than I have. Yeah. So I've had one eighteen month. Um, you know, one of my previous exes, mm-hmm. um, possibly two, but that didn't last very long. Um, and it's like I didn't know what to do with any of them. So going into this, I was, it felt like the relationship virgin still. Yeah. You know, and I just couldn't, I couldn't set myself up just to be, just like, just stop Ricky, just be be normal. And then one day I just, you know, I was doing things that she didn't know I was doing. I I was heavy on the drink. Mm. I was heavy on the drugs. I was going out with mates all the time. I was going four day benders. Yeah. I'm still working, all paid for it out of my own pocket. Mm. And I then just told her, look, this is how I, this is me now. Like, I've all that, what I was doing. This is what I do. You mm. know, I go to football, I fight. I go out and I will do drugs. I will drink until a lot because I'm on the drugs. And I just, I told her, like, this is, this is, this is, this is who I am. So, if you're all right with it, then fine. You know, um, if you want to run, then run. I don't mind. Was that a test? Yeah, because I'm used to people running. So was that like a, almost like you're kind of trying to walk yourself into a self-fulfilling prophecy? Like, yeah. this is who I am. I'm Ricky, I'm on a drug. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. Oi. And I'm then a like, I'm a yeah, 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 and then yeah. you're like, well, I'm going to say that to her and then she's going to be like, fuck that, I'm out. Yeah. And you'll be like, yeah, see, she can't fucking handle this. Yeah. yeah. And, then and then she didn't. And she didn't. And then it sort of revolved and revolved. And then, and then I've got, my mum was still interfering. Mm. And then family were interfering. And my brother was interfering. Mm. And then eventually I was like, right, it's either... I want to have a relationship with someone that I know. It's not about soulmate or anything like that. Like, yeah. We, you know, it's not about soulmate. It's about being with someone that doesn't run away at the first little inkling that, oh, there's a little bit of trouble. Mm. This person's got a problem. I'm going to do one, which is what I've had before. Mm. So it was, I got out of, basically, I shipped out of town, moved up to Northwest London. We moved into a flat together. Mm. yeah moving in with someone for the first time is it strenuous yes it is yeah is it sort of like are you sort of like or oh, certain points like you cocooned and you're like oh want to go out with the boys want to go out with the boys and then put your head's going no 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 because you know you've got to be grown up now to a certain point mm. i'll always be 12 in the head but <laughs> i've got to, i've got to grow up at some point yeah, you know, like, and then once that once that sort of first year of living together got out of the way, it then just rolled mm. and became 
natural. So then, you know, we, we were doing things like, you know, just, just going down the cafe on a Saturday morning, have a bit of breakfast, go back or make breakfast at home, mm. have a fry up indoors, you know, a bit of dinner in the evening, um, just chilling out in front of the TV, maybe get a couple of drinks in and have, have a, you know, party on our own um and just yeah and it just it just rolled it rolled how did you get to that though because you tell you tell her this is who you are and I'm guessing from the statement of this is who I am there was no like I ain't changing for like there was there was no I'm changing yeah I think she saw through the bullshit a little bit she saw through the bullshit yeah and then you are moving in together when does your behavior change it, it took, I mean, in terms of, I was still, I think for the first few years, I was still sort of going going out with my mates now and again, popping down to South London, going out, coming back. Mm. I was still doing the drugs for a while. Um, it all changed when my daughter was born. Mm. That was the day that, I don't know what it is, I don't know whether it's like a, a, like a father thing. Mm. As soon as you see your kid, you're like, fuck. Now it's time to grow up. So, yeah. you know, like, you, you can't be, you know, and, and then it's sort of like you want to be, as a, for, for all her problems and everything that she's got, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you still want to be a role model because it's like, my, you know, my real dad was a drinker, mm. you know, copious amounts of times when I was a kid, I'd be in a, a car with him after he's had a beer. Yeah. Way over the limit. Um, you know, I'm stepdad, you know, ex-con, prison. You know, he was a, a fighter all his life. He was a doorman. He was a bit of a bully. He was a disciplinarian. So he used to, I used to, used to beat me quite a lot mm. growing up. Um, and I didn't have any sort of positive role models. Yeah. So I'm like, well, once my daughter was there, and I'm sort of like, right, well, how can I be a positive role model if I'm doing this? Mm. I'm drinking, I'm doing drugs. That's not a role model. That's I'm basically following on from my past. Yeah. And it's like, it's time to go right enough. Enough's mm. enough. You know, all right, you know, never being out again, it ain't got to be teetotal and, you know, but you shouldn't be doing it five days a week. You shouldn't yeah. be plowing through two bottles of wine in one night. You shouldn't be going out getting, you know, buying drugs. Yeah. Needs to stop. So from then, I had a serious... Like, I relapsed a couple of times. Mm. You know, I I, I, do, I didn't realise at the time, but I was suffering with, like, a depression. Yeah. So I had a severe depression, uh, which led up to, to the breakdown because I didn't, as you say, a man getting help is not seen as a... It's seen as weak. Yeah. So I left it and left it and left it and left it until literally my brain, it broke. Yeah. Be completely broke, it snapped. And I remember to this day, I just broke down in front of my missus. Literally, I think I cried for about four hours. Fuck. And that morning, I tried to kill myself mm. standing on the edge of a train platform, where just wanting to throw myself in front of a tube. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't. Some voice in my head went, Stop, just mm. go home. Just go home and let it all out and that's what I've done how 
that's you know that's that's heavy shit what's it like for your other half to get that to only know that version of ricky Mm. and then not know a new version but this different version of ricky this different not doing drugs or you know less drugs less alcohol staying at home being a dad being present was that do you think easy for her to navigate I imagine that while it's something that someone always wants yeah sometimes it can be really difficult to actually get comfortable with the changed person I think she always saw it inside me Mm. but I was I was the kind of person that was Everything was a front, mm-hmm. you know. The 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 drinking, the drugs. It, it was all a front. It was all mm-hmm. a, it was all a complete, like, ah, oh, this is what I am. I don't give a, I don't give a monkeys. Mm. You know, I don't give a shit. Don't care about life. Yeah. You know, people, people don't care about me. I don't care about you. Yeah. You know, it, it's it was all a, uh, it was all just a massive. It, it was. It was just a complete fake. Yeah. And looking back on it, and I, she saw something in me that I didn't see, mm. and she told me that. She said, "I see you as a nice Jenny." You know, you, you. She said, "Do you even do it sometimes now?" Sometimes I do give that hard nut shell. You know, mm. I say it like for a joke, like what you know, part as was it as hard as stone and as black as ice. Mm. You know that kind of thing. And she's like, "No, she's not she's rubbish." You know, you're not. You know, you're a kind gentle human being but mm. you I, I I've 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 had to grow up with it so yeah. that's been really hard to shape because I've had to grow up with that sort of yeah you know like my stepdad like you know used to beat and beat beat and beat me and it's just like I wouldn't as much as it hurt and I'll come out with handprints all over my body mm. it would I would still be resilient. Yeah. I was still like you know you, still going still going like you know i'll still be a right prat the next day i wouldn't give up i wouldn't sort of go into a shell mm. uh, and that, that's just that's just how well i've had to, to grow up but mm. and also but an- another part of me also is that is that it's also my protective side mm. you know not only of me but of my family you know, i'm very protected over my daughter mm-hmm. you know we, we we've had some absolutely horrendous remarks because of her disabilities we've had some prejudice that people don't really talk about because mm. Prejudicing against disabled kids is not, I don't think people really recognise it. But we've had some absolutely disgusting things from people. Mm. And my protective side is that I have a big mouth and I can't keep it in, mm-hmm. you know, and I will say stuff. And people don't like it, but it's like, but you're okay to attack her at the time she was five. Mm. You know, and but that, I mean, that that's that's just it's sort of it's a good thing and a bad thing. You know, I mean, you know, she she saw through the the, the bullshit completely. Yeah, and so um, she knew it was there. Yeah, she yeah. knew it was there. It was just you know, like the old Shrek, you know, peeling off the layers. <laughs> the onion. You know? <laughs> yeah, the onion. That's it. Yeah, the onion. Yeah, peeling the layers of the onion. And that's that's all that's all what it was. And and now you know, I I I'm different, but not different. Mm-hmm. 
if you know what I mean. I'm different in terms of I'm not as irresponsible as I was. Yeah. Not so different in terms of how I am. I'm still me. You know, I'm still the one that gets up on karaoke and sings Elvis, for example. Good time. You're still singing that song. <laughs> I'm still singing it every day in the shower. I don't worry about that. Brilliant. Brilliant. Good times. The old Thursday karaoke down at the Debbie. Okay. What sticks in my brain since you, you said it about you, you went home and you let it all out in front of her and you cried for like four hours. For someone that, you know, was very much, you know, there's a front to you, you're the big man, this, that and the other. How did you look at her and go, I trust this person so much that I can do, I can just be real. I can let this all go. Because I've done so many things where I've tried to to push people away. Mm. I will say things to push people away expecting them to run mm. and she hasn't mm-hmm. and I've you know and and I have not I wouldn't say like horrendously nasty but I have said things on purpose it's like a a, a silly thing that I used to do mm. I don't really do it any much now but because I am secure now mm. but even back in the early days it was still I wasn't as secure as I am now yeah and I would say things. I would, you know, um, I don't explain it. I would, things would create in my mind. Mm. Completely false crap. Yeah. Um, you know, she's seeing someone else or, you know, she's, you know, that guy's better than me or, you know, she's got a friend that's amazingly good looking and I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, one chance and she's off. Mm. Um those would create in my mind because of being insecurities. Mm. So I would say things to try and it was always like for me, sort of a test, but also not wanting her to go, mm. but also wouldn't be surprised if she did because it's like, all right, oh yeah, you know, yeah, it's what they're all the same. Yeah. You know, run away, you know, that sort of thing. Um so when when I did have the breakdown, yeah, it was literally I knew that I could do it without someone saying, "Oh, you know, man up," you know, "Oh, come on, we come on, we clean," you know, you you've got to, you know, you've got to get on with life, you know, chin up. I hate that word. I hate the saying. Gets on my nerves. Who? Oh, chin up. You know, and, and it's just I knew she wouldn't do that, mm. so I. I felt I felt comfortable just and I, I knew that she would give me the advice that I needed mm. which is you need help like you've gone through you know 20 years of just absolute crap and you need help uh, that's where well if you get that in a relationship you know it's pretty it's strong yeah and I and if you, that person says to you you know, you need help. You know, I will be there. You've got to do it. Mm. I can't, I'm, I can hold your hand. Yeah. But I can't do it for you. Mm-hmm. You have to do it. You have to do it. And that's what I've yeah. done. I made, you know, I made the appointment. I had the phone call. You know, the doctors were like, right, you're on a priority. So we're going to get you in straight away. Mm. Now, two years later, 
I understand myself better now. Yeah. And she understands me better now as well. You know, she, I think she also, I think there were certain things that she didn't understand, like the emotional stuff, like mm -hmm. with the depression and things like that. So now I can actually, I am, I can say, I'm actually, I'm actually okay now sitting there. If I get a, a what they call like a black dog day, mm -hmm. where one minute I'll be fine and then it's missed, just it, I'm, I'm I'm able to sit there and go, I'm having a really bad head day today. Mm. And she'll go, okay, anything I can do. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, I will go, no, I just, I'm just, if I'm quiet all day, you know why. I'm just having a really bad day. Mm. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. It's just what it is. And she will go, yeah, fine. Whereas previous relationships before, I wouldn't say it mm. because I was afraid to, but if I was having, I didn't know I had depression then, yeah. but, you know, when I was having those days, I'm just like, what the, what's wrong with me? Ah, oh, come on, come on. What's wrong with you? Come on, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, you was fucking miserable. Mm. And that's that, and that, it, it wilds you up even more. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm comfortable, and I think that that's that's really important. You know, like if you're comfortable to say to your partner, "I'm having a really really bad day," I wake up this morning. First thing I say is, oh, "I'm going to be quiet, maybe for a couple of hours, maybe for the day." I don't know. My head is just fogged, mm. and I don't know why. Yeah, that's great. Fucking powerful stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It feels so simple. Yeah, but it's incredibly powerful. It's yeah, and it's it's hard as well. You know, it's really mm. hard to say because, you know, you you always, I think you're you're, because of the way that you're feeling at that moment, you're you're almost expecting the other person to not understand. Mm. You know, to be sort of quite obnoxious about it or, or defensive, like oh, you know, and they, they it, like it comes back on them. It's like no, it's got nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's me. Like, I'm just having a bad day. But when you've got someone that says, yeah, okay, that's fine. Is there anything I can do for you? Mm. No. Because there isn't, really. Yeah. You know, but it's nice to hear that, you know, is there anything I can do for you? That's all. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. You don't need someone to fix it. You just, you just no. need to know that someone's by your side. Yeah, it's it. You just know that, you know, when if you do sort of fall down a little bit, mm. got a little shoulder you can just lean on. Yeah. And that's, that's... It. yeah, yeah. You don't you don't need a fixer. You just need a little bit of support, right? Because you can't, you know. Yeah. It's the same, you know, it's the same with so many people say it to me. Yeah, B, you know, are you okay? Is there anything I can do or say? Mm. Nine times out of ten it'll always be no. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it makes that person feel like they are supported, mm. and that's all it takes. I think some, I think some, some look too deep mm. into it, so deep into the fact that you know they, what is help? Like they like, oh, I'm sitting having a bad day, so you know, like I need like a counselling session off my mm. partner. No, your, your partner's not there to give you a counselling session. Yeah. Your partner's there to say, are you okay? Is there anything I can do? Mm. You know, even if it's like, 
Yeah, do you know what? Box of Sainsbury's gets a box of Maltesers. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's it. Yeah. And that one simple thing. Yeah. And that'd be it. Just help come me back. eat my feelings, it's all right. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, come back to the box of Maltesers, you munch them all on your own, and they go, yeah, like, then you're sweet. You're like, yeah. And it lifts. It's just, mm. it's a weird, weird thing. Yeah. She obviously is a huge part of your world and, and and how you operate with your mental health. Do you look at her the same way now as you did when you first met her? Better. Yeah? Yeah. What do you I, see? I, I don't see... Um, I don't see a woman anymore. I see a life partner. I was wondering where you were going to go with yeah, that, no. but I don't see a woman anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I see, I see a life partner. Mm-hmm. If that's the new word for it, I know it all changes now, doesn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I see, yeah, I see someone that I'm going to be with until I'm old mm. and dead, probably. Mm. But when you know, and and that's that's it. I don't just see, I don't just see a girlfriend, mm. and I don't just see uh, a fiance, mm. even though that's technically. She yeah. is in the, you know, in engaged world. But I don't yeah. see her that way. I see her as she's everything. You know, like I, I, you know, when 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 my daughter was in hospital, when how was it? I, I had a, a it was I had an epiphany. And it was um I was sitting there and my my, my missus was she had my daughter in her arm, she was feeding her. I said, it came to my head and I went, uh, something like the universe is affinity. But my universe is in this small room. Mm. And I was in a hospital room. And mm. I took a picture of them both. So I went, you know, something like, you, the, the universe is affinity, but my universe is there. Mm. And everyone was like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> but it's what they are. They, they're both of them. You know, they're, they're my whole world. They're, they're, they're and, and, and more. Mm. And I don't see her as how we did how we first because we've both grown yeah as well you know and we've sort of grown you know it's not like you know it is well known that women are more mature than than men and they mature mm. quicker than men yeah that is that is true you know i'm the first one to admit um but in terms of growth we've sort of we've both grown along the way Mm. You know, she might be a bit more ahead of me because I'm still 12 in the head. But it's cases of like, you know, we we both we've both grown as we've gone through our journey together. Yeah. You know, and, and we you know, we we've had a we've had a you know, we've had a really hard, you know, with my daughter and stuff. Mm. We've had a hard journey together. You know, we nearly lost her at three weeks in my arms, mm. which I developed PTSD from, which I didn't know I had. Mm. And I, I, I developed, and the PTSD came not from watching my daughter go blue in my arms, but my other half screaming. Yeah, because she was going blue, and that's caught that, and it was it's noise, it's the noise that I struggle with. Yeah, and um, you know, we we we've had it. You know, she was in hospital for like four and a half months. Mm. You know, she was in and out of Great Ormond Street. In and out of our local Barnet. You know, we're still in hospital appointments now. You know, it was only in Great Ormond Street two days ago. 
mm. like for like check up appointments. You know, I think we go to you know the last eighteen months have been pretty hard of her because she's got lung 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 problems. She had pneumonia not long ago, mm. and but that some couples it breaks them. Yeah, you know some some well, I've seen it. I've seen couples with kids with disabilities and and they 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 completely shatter. Yeah, and they break, and I think it actually made the relationship stronger because. As much as, like you know, my daughter was 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 a, was a whole well, but it was still a case of like we still had to be there for for one another. It wasn't like you know, I would do all my crying at home. Mm. You know, my missus would stay at the hospital. I would go home, get a few hours kip, and come back. I had to work as well. Mm. So all my crying I'd done was at home. My job at the hospital was to be the rock. Mm. And I know it's really stereotypical, and people will think, "Oh, yeah, it's the man thing," but it, my job was to be the shoulder to cry on. Mm. The she'd be fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Even though you're sort of looking at her when she was at her worst, mm. and your heart and inside saying, "I don't know about this." Yeah, I'm worried. But you, at that point, I had to be there for them both yeah as soon as i walk away from that scenario it's like i can let my stuff out on my own yeah but at that point it seemed the right thing to do mm. you know and that's that's also like what what my missus done for me when i had a breakdown yeah it's what i i had to do at the hospital as well like in that way 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 before but that's also like part of it as well you know so I just, I had to be, I, I had to be, you know, I had to be that, that rock. Yeah. And how do you go through that though? And still not lose the relationship between you and your partner? Because, you know, we see it a lot with couples where a child comes mm. into the, into their world yeah. and it yeah. becomes parent and child and then you almost just kind of coexist together, partners in like, you know, bringing this kid into the world and, and you know, helping them through the world. How do you still maintain a relationship between the two of you that is not just parents to a child, that is a couple, that it's you and her, not you and her and the child? It's, I mean, during the hospital days, it was about communicating. Mm. So we would still communicate with each other and like how we were feeling, mm. having a bad day. Um, it would be not all about the daughter. Mm. Even though the focus was on her, we would still, while she was, you know, sleeping, the nurse would say to the nurse, just look after the, we were just something silly. We would just go to Starbucks. Mm. Get ourselves a coffee. She'll have a fag on the way. Mm. Walk up to Starbucks. She can have smoke. Get coffee. We'll walk back again. And then we'll just chat. Not always about hospital. Mm. Other stuff as well. Um, you know, like, I don't know, friends. Something going on. Something, something's happened. You know, my journey home. Mm. You know, something silly like that. And, and, and then... 
once you got out of hospital, as much as again, like yeah, our daughter, our daughter is like the, the focus. We still make time for each other. Yeah. So it, it is silly little things like having a, a common interest in TV programs where mm. we can both sit down and watch. I won't tell you what I watch because I'm not going to say it on this because it's embarrassing. <laughs> but we can sit down and watch it together. It's not Love Island. So I was I just about, is it Love Island? No, no, no. It's not. It's not Love Island. I just want to kill uh. that one. But it's you know it's watching the the program. Mm. and just taking the piss as well yeah that's another thing we can do like we 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 can we can sit in a beer garden and i think we were it was a few months ago we don't really get out that much it was a few months ago we're sitting in the witherspoons beer garden Mm. and it was full of little little teeny boppers yeah you know now that we're old we can look back on it and think oh what a load of idiots and I think we spent about three hours just absolutely ripping the piss mm. out of all of them. Yeah. And it was fun. Yeah. And we laughed and we joked. And that that's massive. You know, you, you don't you don't want it where the only time that you've got together is serious. Yeah. You know, forget about all the serious stuff, forget about the bills, forget about uh, decorating forget about work mm. just talk crap yeah just talk absolute nonsense take the piss out of people you know I don't know I would I, I, I'm I was again my mouth runs away you know and I end up saying stuff and it's just you know not in a nasty way but I would just take the mic yeah um and I think mean, that's massively important like you you got to keep the fun in them Mm. I think a lot, a lot, a lot of relationships they they really get to a point where everything is so serious. Yeah, you know, very serious. Everything's serious. Everything's about money. Yeah, money's yeah. Everyone, not everyone needs money, but you got to pay your bills. Yeah, but it's not life or death. Mm-hmm. And yes, at the moment we are in a country in crisis. We have got everyone's got money problems, but don't let that ruin your life i'm a big warrior for money she's not mm. she calms me down so that's the thing when i'm worrying about money when i'm worrying about finances and looking at my bank balance i'm looking at my bills and i'm going oh, and i'm spinning out mm. she'll take them off me and go chill the fuck out you're not gonna die bills are paid yeah. right we just got to cut back a little bit this month yeah you know we go and get something we go elsewhere we go cheaper yeah you go to another supermarket, get some cheaper stuff. She's very good at that. Mm. I'm the, you know, because I I did grow up in a, a very poor household where yeah. everything was either secondhand, hand-me-downs, you know, things like that. To to not have that now, I don't want my, my family to be like that. You know, I've yeah. got a reasonably well-paid job and I want to keep it that way. Yeah. And I don't want to have to worry. Mm. Um, but I still do for some crazy reason. And yeah, she's the one that's just like, just chill out. Mm. But, but then there's other things when she's worried about, and I'm, I go, I will go, just chill the fuck out. Yeah, you worry about. You complement each other. Yeah, and it's it's it, and it's exactly same. We, we, it's, it's a bang on. It's yeah, it's exactly that. We complement each other in those sort of things. It's not, you know, I think a lot of people in relationships they 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 worry about the same thing, and it's just clash, 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 clash. Yeah, and then it's. And that's when the arguments begin because 
they're both stressed out. And then, mm. you know, it affects the kids, I think. One, two, wherever, everything they got, it doesn't matter. That's when it starts affecting children. I, I grew up in a household where there were untold arguments. Yeah. You know, it was always an argument. Family parties was a bloody argument. <laughs> you know? With that, though, like being younger in a, I guess, a volatile household growing mm. up, what was love supposed to look like when you were a kid? What was love supposed to look like? I didn't know. I had no idea. So how, what did you, how did you, did you ever look at yourself and go, yeah, when I'm like 30, when I'm like, this is what it's going to be like? Or I, I had the, my idea of love was from um, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It was... Wife, two kids, house, white picket fence, mm. holiday to Barbados every year. Complete fantasy. Yeah. Because any specific characters that you could bring to mind? Any like show that you were like, yeah, that's not really more from like movies, you know, mm. like just a mixture of movies where mm. you know you know what it's like. It's you know, man meets woman, it's love at first sight, you know. And they were together forever and ever. Yeah. And, you know, they never have an argument. They never have a, you know, they wake up in the morning, they look beautiful with fresh breath. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of stuff. I didn't really have an idea. I, I didn't, I had no clue. Mm. And, and that, 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 that was also why I had so many, I wouldn't even say relationships because for, to me, anything over six months is a relationship to me. Right. I didn't, didn't have that. But that's that's my, not everyone's opinion, that's my opinion. Yeah. That's why I'm so bad at them. You know, because I had no idea. Mm. I had no clue. I didn't know. I thought you had to act a certain way. Mm. Not real, And I didn't realise what I was doing was, I wouldn't say necessarily the wrong thing, but it was all, it was all rushed. Yeah. It was all rushed. I wanted everything to happen now rather mm-hmm. than wait it out. You know, I mean, you know, I've 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 hurt people when I've been hurt. Yeah. And you know, I've I've been ghosted, I've been I've had, I've had everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean you now the time when I, I did Cheating wise, I say not this thirteen years. I haven't not done anything. Mm. Not even really looked at a woman like that because I see it as the grass isn't always greener. You know, yeah. a lot of people think that. Oh, the grass is greener. This woman again, you're taking it at face value. Mm. You're not seeing what that person is on the inside. You know, I, I've I've been out. Yeah, I've, I've been out with some stunning women. Yes, and what have they been like on the inside? Fucking horrible. Mm absolutely horrible but I've also been horrible why did you cheat <laughs> that literally is in my brain like you know you're saying you did that and you've not looked at anybody now but I, why why did you cheat because well, so you know the person I was seeing mm-hmm. it was very fragmented mm-hmm. it was very crap it was very toxic it was just fueled by alcohol yeah and as then, most things, as literally everything was back then. 
Yeah, and it was as everything was. And then I met someone else. Mm. And she was lovely. Mm. And it was great, you know. It was sort of, you know, we were... It wasn't sort of like, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. It was just really, really good friends that was developing. Mm. And things were going well. And we were sort of seeing each other after work. Mm. Um, many nights we'll just sit down, you know, watch a bit, of, couple of DVDs and have fun, or you know, she would sit out and silly things like sitting out down. I don't even remember if you go down the bottom, you can see the stars and that, like with the trees and stuff and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. crap. And um, do all that, and then she left. She went home. Mm. And the idea was, is to, once I leave, um, to go and see her and then continue. Mm. And when she left, I felt a bit, ah, you left. I know you want to go home and I want to see your family. And I got drunk. I think I was having a party down in the ghetto. Mm. And I got drunk. And I've done what I've done. Yeah. And I didn't, it was sort of like, oh, you know, why did I do that? Mm. I thought I was smart enough that no one had realised until I, I think we were away for a week at another centre. Osbington Bay, that was mm -hmm. it. And we were there for a week, and I got a text from her, because I texted her a few times, and she didn't reply. And then she texted me back, basically saying, I know what you've done. You've really hurt me. And I'm like, mm. to this day, I don't know who told her. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, I have my suspicions, but... And then, but then I thought, it's my fault. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go on a witch hunt. Whoever's grasped me up, grasped me up. But that's not the point. Mm. At the end of the day, you know, it's the case of you got pissed, temptation got the better of you, and you you were weak. Mm. And you know, it's like it's like Eve with the apple. The snake led me away, and I had the apple, and then I got bit in the ass. So. Do you think, because the way the narrative goes sometimes with cheating is that you only, you cheated because you didn't love them enough. Do you think that's correct? No, not necessarily. Mm. No, I, I think I think people cheat because it's all to do with attention. Okay. It's not. It's all to do with, you didn't give me enough attention. Mm. That was my problem. Yeah. She wasn't there, so she couldn't give you the attention. <laughs> she wasn't there. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then the ex came back, gave me the attention, mm. and I, mm. in, a, in a big way. But nine times out of ten, I think, personally, it's to do with attention. You know, like when, when couples have a kid, mm. the mother, it's all about the baby. Yeah. Men, nine times out of ten, will cheat. Right. We were another female that's single. 
because it's all about attention. If you don't crave that attention, you won't. It doesn't bother you. Which you is what crave that I attention now. No, not anymore. No, no, not anymore. I'm quite sort of. I'm quite self sufficient mm. in just you know. I know what I've got, and what I've got is what I want, and what I want, I'm happy with. Yeah. So I don't see the point, and I don't see the belief or the, any reason to then go and find somebody else. Mm. Why? Why would I want to do that? Yeah. You know, if you've got everything, why throw it away? Yeah. You know, I, if I had a million pound, I wouldn't, wouldn't dump it on the fire. Mm. I'd want it. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, I think it's the same, to me, it's the same thing. People might not agree, but I mean, you know, people can fall out of love, yes. Mm. Um, they can fall out of love. Were they in love in the first place? That's also a question you've got to ask yourself. Mm. You know, was it love or was it infatuation or was it lust? Yeah. You know, and and I don't I don't I don't really believe in love in first sight anyway. I think love is something that you you build. Mm. You know that that's what I've sort of learned over the years. You know, so my my idea of love when I was a kid was you know, yeah, it, it was from like a Hollywood film. Well, we're romance, and they're like yeah, it's all enemies really, really, to yeah. friends to lovers to yeah. like. Yeah. Girl goes home from city, hates city job, goes home over Christmas, meets the fucking farmhand and is all like, yeah. oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Complete and utter just fantasy doesn't happen. Mm. Um, or lust, to be honest, which I think people get confused with. Yeah. Lust and love are, I won't say the polar opposites, but. I think people confuse lust with love. Knowing how you feel now, do you do you think that you've ever actually been in love before? Honestly, absolutely not. Mm. No, I, I I can't honestly look back or think back to any woman that I've been with and think I used to love you because mm. I don't. I didn't. Um, I may have perceived that I did, mm. but you know, when I I refused to have any sort of relationship when I was in the in the army, mm. didn't, didn't want to. It was my career was was the only thing that I wanted. Yeah, and when that fell short, the only reason why I moved in with the the the, the girl that I met, I was on leave, so she was my buddy. Mm. <laughs> um, and the only reason why I moved in with her when I left was because. I couldn't go home. Yeah. My mum wouldn't have me back. My nan wouldn't allow me to stay at hers. And she had a flat in the car. And I was on survival mode. You know, the mm. army had just booted me out. I had nowhere to live. Um, I had no sort of recommendations or references to get a place. Um, and it was either just live out on the street for a little while or live with her yeah and the one thing that I brought with me from the army was the drinking culture so yeah in terms of that it, it followed me but I say for the first three months I would say yeah it was I was happy and then after that I was very sort of like I was still self-sufficient I was self-sufficient then as well 
Mm. You know, I didn't want, you know, it's just, it was just me against the world sort of thing. I had that sort of attitude, me against the world. And I still mm. had, a, I had a, I wanted to be single. Yeah. And coming from, you know, and she was very needy. Attention, attention, attention. Yeah. Take it. So I would, you know, I'll disappear. Like she would, you know, she would ring me at like 10 o'clock every morning when she was at work. Mm. You know, hi, what are you doing? Watching Jeremy. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing, you know. And then she put, you know, and she was always, I don't know, so I would, I would you know, I'll just, I'll just go out. Yeah. I'd still be in the pub. I, I used her, basically. Yeah. I used her. Yeah. And then it got to a point where my eyes then started to wander. Mm. And I knew then, you know, I was going out, I was chatting up other women. I was looking elsewhere. Yeah. And that's when I knew, right, you need to get out. Because mm. I didn't want to repeat of, I knew it was going to hurt. Her, yeah. But also didn't want to repeat what happened above. Yeah. So it's like, right, time to finish it. Yeah. And it was it was quite cold blooded. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. Um I wasn't really speaking to her for a couple of weeks. I was quite offish, mm. very stone cold. And bless her, like I got back from work and she's that she had doled herself up, sitting on the sofa, and I just went, oh, it's finished. Mm. And that was it. And I actually surprised myself how quite how cold it was. And I went, can't do it. I think it took her by surprise that the fact that she didn't react. It was just like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, then it was things being thrown at me from another room. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly got my bag and popped it. I phoned my mum, basically saying, look, I'm phoned my nan, sorry, and said, nan, I'm coming over because I'm just, just left her. Um, so she was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I've got the spare room, so come and stay. Mm. So I let her know I've got my things the next day. Done. What would you want for your daughter to understand about love, having the experiences that you've had and where you're at now? How do you want her or hope that she sees love as she grows up? Hopefully she can see it from from, from my mum and dad. Mm. You know, we we, we do... We do, we do show a lot of love. We we do share a lot, and we do show it, share it, and 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 hopefully she can see that, you know, as much as people, we we don't argue. We have a bicker mm. once every what three months maybe. Mm. But I think showing her that sort of like solid foundation that she she knows what it what it is. Hopefully she knows what it is. Mm. But it's hard because it's just depends i know it's hard because i've I've known people that have had families in such loving families such loving parents mm. and yet they've turned out to be absolute wrong ones. yeah you know like they're, they're in relationships that are abusive you know demented to some points you know i, I, I knew this 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 guy he's, he's got like six kids from five different women mm. his mum and dad are lovely you know, you can you can actually you would actually look at them and think, I want them as one. Yeah. But he just he hasn't got a clue. Yeah. And it's a few people not I know exactly the same. And they're in relationships where like 
again, their mum and dad are just wonderful. They've been together 30, 40, 50 years. Mm. But their relationships are terrible. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's hard because you, you want your child to be with someone that is fairy tale. Mm. Yeah. I just don't, don't think it always ends up that way. Yeah. You know, it does. It really does depend. I, I, I would love to. I would like, honestly and openly like to say this is how I like it to be, but I can't because growing up in the area that I grew up, I've seen so yeah. many things where you know it's not always as black and white as people want it to be. Mm. You know, and that, that's unfortunate. I think that's just the way life is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Um, and it's actually quite nice to hear because. You just don't know. You don't no. know what's going to happen no. uh, as they grow up and the experiences they can have elsewhere outside of the home. You can do as much as you can to protect them and and help them, but and show them the way in in some in some respects. But yeah, it is it is what it is. We're going to wrap it up. Yeah, right, mate. But I do offer people to throw it back at me and ask me a question if you would like to ask me a question. Alternatively, you don't even right. have to ask me a question. <laughs> All right, going back to what you asked me about when you were younger, mm. when I was younger, what I thought love was. Mm-hmm. You, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. what did you think love was? 20 years ago, so how the fuck old am I now? 38. Okay, so 18. 18-year-old me thought love was... No, I was already jaded by them. I already thought that it wasn't something that I potentially was going to have because I thought I was too weird, too different. I was just not normal compared to everybody else. I already was in that wall. I had a wall Mm. up. It was quite reserved, standoffish, needed alcohol. Was that because, though, back then, 20 years ago, to be lesbian, there was a head of a stigma still? Um, I think you could say that. Uh, but then if you look at, there was, you know, if we look at PGL, there was both me and Egg. And we operated very differently. She was very much, she was pretty easy going with all the stories that she had and even the people that she was with while she was there. But I just didn't trust and so by then I was already jaded I was already guarded too much to allow that to happen I would say I didn't know what love was but I also thought that it was easier for everyone else but me and I thought that I there was something about me that didn't deserve it so by then I was, yeah, I didn't even have an idea about what it was for me, just that it was, it was for everybody else but me. It was very much like just all woe is me and and very kind of, I don't want to say bitter, but just that I thought it was just Not easier. I didn't think I was worthy of it. And I just didn't think that I thought it was easier, easier for everyone else, regardless of what they were going through, regardless of seeing people cheat on people regardless of seeing the arguments with people even that 
yeah I just thought I wasn't worthy of it mm. and that has been a it's been a long long road um but yeah by the time I was 18 I already felt like I wasn't worthy of it so I didn't have an idea about what it was other than it wasn't for me what about now Oh, up or is it down? Halfway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, halfway up that hill. Uh, I would actually say, yeah, I'm halfway up that hill because I've still got to do it. I've still got to put myself out there, which is the hardest bit. Because what it's, you know, go back to PGL and we did the taster session during our first week. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? We got to try everything. And basically it was them trying to work out what we were good at. Yeah. And the hardest part is always you're on the you're on the tower and you've got to lean back and trust the ropes and trust your instructor that you ain't gonna fall. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the next bit but I've actually got to get up the tower first. Like I'm not quite up the yeah. tower. So I've got to yeah. do the dating. I've got to put myself out there. And I know that I just have to keep telling myself that I am worthy. Not that I'm worthy. And if people don't want me, then that's their problem because I don't think it actually works that way. But just that I'm worthy. And what I'm learning is that it's not easy you have to work at it and you will know if it's worth it. Mm, right, yeah. So I'm very much, my walls aren't there like they were. I'm not reserved uh, or, or quiet in that way anymore. A, a very different person. I don't use alcohol, which that one is scary for me. Not using mm. alcohol to socialize and stuff because I, I don't drink anymore. It's awkward. It is. So that part of it is going to be really because I haven't had a girlfriend or dated while being sober. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be very different, but I'm a very different person. I'm an, I'm an actual adult now and can see that the world isn't against me. No, yeah, yeah. I know you're comfortable. Yeah. 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 So I just need to put it into practice. Yeah. So we'll see what that means, what that looks like. I have no idea. But yeah, and I'm learning a lot with speaking to everybody and understanding that it really is no one size fits all. No, it's not. And it's not Hollywood no. definitely lies. Yeah, of course it does. You know, Hollywood's Hollywood. You know, mm. it's it's you know it's writing on a bit of paper, and it's it's a scriptwriter is someone that you know it's what probably their own insecurities on a bit of paper, or what they want on a bit of paper. Mm. but yeah it's not it's not that way at all you know it's hard and we have to put a hell of a lot of effort into it you know if 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 it was the thing where the first person we meet is the one that you spend the whole of your life with mm. what what a perfect world yeah that'd be great but it's not it's practice it's like every person you meet it's like a practice ball mm. You know, some work, some don't. You learn lessons. You don't learn lessons. Yeah. You know, yeah, I've made mistakes over and over again. And mm. that, that, my mistakes were picking the same sort of woman mm. over and over again. That, that I hate to use the word, but fucking lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
you know, that sort of thing, you know, and, and constantly toxic relationship, toxic relationship, toxic relationship until you actually go, oh, can't do it anymore. Yeah. Can't do another yeah. toxic relationship. It's killing yeah. Me. yeah. So you take that time on your own. You revise yourself, you look at yourself, and you go again. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, indeed. It's life, though. It's life. And, you know, you do it with... We do it with everything. So yes. I don't see why relationships are any different. Indeed, indeed. Well, thank you, Ricky. It's been really nice to talk to you. It's been great talking to you. It really is. I love it. Thank you.